0: Welcome to the Waste Not, Want Not podcast. I'm Philippa Ross, human ecologist, enthusiologist, author, and energy healer, bringing you inspirational interviews, news, and tips to rebuild our relationship with nature, revitalizing our natural resources by minimizing waste and maximizing human potential. I trust you'll discover seeds of hope for a vibrant future that you can cultivate and transform to suit your own lifestyle so we can collectively create a world where reverence for the diversity of all life is honoured. You can find the show notes in the description and lots more about me and my work at philiparos.com Hello Wastebusters, welcome to episode 6, the first for the new year of 2022. I have to admit, I was beginning to twitch when I wasn't able to schedule a guest for today, but then I realised it was the perfect opportunity for me to share my own wisdom and how I morphed into the roles as a human ecologist and enthusiologist. It gives me the chance to share ways for you to create your own great reset, one that aligns with who you are as opposed to the one dictated by society at large. It's the time of year when we're fired up to make changes And all too often we find our motivation wanes and the demands of everyday life take us off track. So I want to dedicate this episode to helping you build a solid foundation to keep your mojo going. So you actually accomplish the changes you want and appreciate the process of the journey. And don't get frustrated because what you want doesn't transpire in ways you expected. Something all my guests so far could attest to because of the twists and turns that were instrumental to bringing out the best in them and boosting their confidence to live life on their terms. My life was no different. School, and particularly the convent I went to, was not exactly the best environment where I thrived. It didn't satisfy my curious mind and I had no time to explore. I was, like many um, children, had to digest what was fed to me and regurgitate it in a way that complied with external measures of how intelligent I was. No wonder I failed miserably. And I carried that stigma with me of being useless until I fell into doing a course on child development at the Open University. And I then went on to get an honours degree in psychology, proving I wasn't useless after all. And that the people who declared my life would be doomed because I didn't measure up were actually talking a load of bollocks. I actually failed English language six times and tried three different boards, I believe, and they told me I was illiterate. And had you told me when I started doing the course at the Open University that I was on the road to doing a degree, I would have balked and probably run. But i was actually so immersed in the information because my son at the time was only 18 months old and i wanted to discover ways to enhance his own development and the course i discovered was all about child development and the second year um, it was um, an add-on to that which actually gave me an advanced diploma in child development And then after that, there was a course on um, schools and learning. And so I suddenly realised at this point, having passed all the exams, that I was actually halfway through a degree. And I was really enjoying the learning process because it stimulated every cell in my body. So I just carried on. Um, I got to the fifth year, did all the assignments and things. And when I got to the actual exam itself, my brain completely went away. or I was living on another planet. I could recall everything from previous years, but nothing about the year that I'd been studying. So I failed miserably. And, and that was actually the time when the um, helpline at the Open University introduced me to visualization. And they said... To actually visualise myself getting my degree. So I spent the next year, which was the sixth and hopefully the final year before I actually got my degree. Um, and so I was actually studying two things alongside one another. I didn't have to do the assignments again, but I had to do the exam. And every morning I'd take the dog for a walk and I'd in, actually envision myself receiving the Um, been the graduation ceremony and the irony was that actually I did pass but I never made it to the graduation ceremony because I actually emigrated over here to New Zealand that was 18 um, years ago so it just as I said earlier on it just goes to prove that other people's opinions um, of you and what you're perhaps not capable of doing at a particular time is actually a load of bollocks because you can in time you move into something it's a bit like when you have an understanding of something it can it can actually wash over you I actually left school with um hardly any exams under my belt apart from art but that wasn't uh, really going to get me so far so my mum convinced me it would be a good idea to do what she called a useful secretarial course um and to learn shorthand and typing which I did but just before I say about three months before the end of the course I got a job working for a boat building company and I was so engrossed in that I um forgot to do any revision and things like that because I was doing the job and when it came to doing the exams I failed that as well I was pretty good at failing exams um and then it was then that I actually decided that um To forget about it all and just get on and use the secretarial skills I had and carry on. I did a few jobs working at hospitals and things, a lot of admin jobs. And it got me into a variety of different roles. One of the most exciting jobs I did was working for... um, meridian tv um well actually when i first joined it was called tbs in southampton on the news desk and i worked there for about three years and um so my a love of um researching and things came into play here where i had to find stories that would it was a live magazine program for half an hour and then i also had to do the digi prompt in the office uh, in the studio sorry at the time as well And I also had to organise, so when the reporters went out, I had to organise couriers to go and collect the VHS um, and bring it back to the studio for it to be edited. And, of course, now everything's digital, so it's quite hysterical and how time-consuming it was. I had such a laugh um, there, and um, I have very, very fond memories of working with people, um, including um, Fred Dinich, who has actually only just retired after being... Uh, on the programme for 58 years. It was at that point that um, I became part of a team who uh, won the franchise for a radio station on the Isle of Wight and so we started that up. I was actually on the sales manager uh, for um, the team. I had opportunities to go out and record interviews and things. I remember going up, one of my clients was a Toyota garage and they arranged for me to go up in a Um, acrobatic aeroplane and I can remember again we're talking the old times before digital that I was clinging on to this reel-to-reel machine and doing a recording in the air uh, while we were doing loop-to-loops in the sky and you actually couldn't hear an awful lot of what I was saying because of the wind and everything so I had to relive it once I got back to the studio which was quite hysterical but all this um the little things I was doing um is a background to where I am now, the fact that I've created my own podcast, the experience of, I've had, but who I would never have known back then where I would end up now. And then once I got my degree in psychology, I worked for a psychologist um, in England. I was only there for a couple of years, and he said when I went to New Zealand that I should start up on my own, but I didn't really have much confidence in myself, Um And I thought I'd be an agent for child, youth and family, but they told me that my honours degree wasn't good enough and I needed to be a clinical psychologist and study for a further three years. Well, that was definitely out of the question because my brain was completely dead by this time. So I decided that actually I would just do my own thing, mentoring and word of mouth would work and it certainly did because within eight months they approached me and asked me to do the job. Um, But I was only with them for a year because I just didn't like the system per se um, and where they put everybody in boxes because I've learned over the years I've done a lot more research myself in the past 20 years since actually getting my degree and found that No two people are exactly the same. Our environment um, has an effect on who we are. And this Mm. is where the human ecologist um, role started to morph in itself. Um, It actually came to fruition after a visit to Antarctica in 2016. And it's such a harsh climate there. And being involved in the campaign for marine protection, the... I was party to uh, various countries who were arguing against this because of what they were, uh, the fear of what they would miss out for their economy. And to me, I I love that word. So I started to look at the word economy and what it actually meant. And it's really since industrial times that we are... our The way we think and our economy, it has that monetary thing. It's all based on money and what we can actually um, produce and distribute and then consume. Mm. That That is what we're all fighting for, a piece of the pie. There's plenty enough to go around. And actually, if we are scrambling after, after the same thing, then we're actually taking away all the natural resources. And we Antarctica really teaches you that uh mother nature actually rules i think what we're trying to do in society is get one over nature but nature doesn't need us but we sure as hell need her and that is where the you know the emphasis for this podcast is actually about building our relationship for nature because there is so much to learn um she doesn't hurry it's a process there are seasons um, and a bit like the emphasis for this particular part about creating change it's actually to not get frustrated with change doesn't appear straight away um, it's to actually appreciate the process and honor yourself in that for what you have achieved over the past couple of years um, in my diary I just every week I do a resume of what I need to do for the following week but I also look back at I have a column with on the actual day that actually took um, I write down the things i have actually accomplished it could be a phone call it could be just reading it could be some research um, and Having just looked back at last year it's so easy to forget what you have accomplished and whilst I may not have achieved everything that I set out to do I've actually accomplished a lot more and it has brought me to the space where I am today and if you'd asked me last year this time last year what I'd be doing I would never have thought of actually starting my own podcast but here I am. For me, it's just a natural way. I love meeting people. I love researching stuff. I think to create, to see people's ingenuity and what they're bringing about, how they're making shifts in their own lives, and how it can help us. It's really important that we work collectively and share information as opposed to holding on to it as if it is actually a commodity. That's the human ecology side of things because really, For me, it's about honouring our external environment and how it affects us inside and in reverse as well. And my Enthusiology side of things was really... It's quite ironical, actually, because I looked up the word um, enthuse. This is after creating the role for myself. And I discovered it meant to breathe in God. Now, if you told me that when I created it, I would have balked because having gone to a convent, anything related to God was it was not on my page basically um but over time i've come to accept that word um and put my own connotation in it because i don't like the religious aspect of it because it's very controlling and for me god is energy it is how it is our guide of direction i love acronyms um And you will discover that where, as and when I finish um, uh, writing my book and actually get it published, uh, there's a lot of acronyms and in in the mentoring work that I do to help people remember things because it's actually relevant. Even my son said to me, one of my greatest skills is actually my eternal optimism. and look on the bright side of things. And... Hence the fact I called myself an enthusiologist because I don't like to be put in a box. And I find the word coaching quite hard to swallow because it's more of a facilitating role um, and helping you see the goodness in who who you are and the skills you have. It's just somebody who's objective, um, who can walk alongside you and actually... I would say nine times out of ten, most of the what I feed back to all my clients is not news to them, but it's a reminder to them as to actually all the gifts that they hold. Now I put a huge program, to, it's a personal intelligence program I put together, and it, the acronym is PIC, which is the short form of my name. Mm. But there are four elements to it, which is the spiritual, emotional, mental and physical aspects. And I've broken them down. Um, into different stages and really starting with the spiritual because we start inside um, is we connect with ourselves and then we pause for for the heartfelt stuff and then engage with the, the brain and then respond with physical actions. So the spirit to me is the essence of who you are. It's the core energy, this our soul signature per se that we were born with and that um the stuffing has been knocked out so if you think of it like a radio station we're born on a certain frequency and as we go through life uh, the various things that we come up against sometimes we lose um, contact with that one and we might go to a lower vibration um, and we actually over time actually lose the ability to find the original vibration that we were on but it's deep inside us and our our body is or spirit is always talking to us communicating to us through the heart and the important thing to connect with um your spirit is to understand what is important to you and why what your core values are And that will really help keep you on track because you can use it to discern any decisions that you have to make in life. Um, And there are a few sayings that really I've worked with over the years and these both epitomise the importance of... Knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. That is from Aristotle. And to be yourself in a world that's constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. To me, this goes back to my school days. I've accomplished a lot because I have learned to be myself. And that is something that I want to help change in as much as we don't have. We're not commodities um, on a production line we are all individual and have something incredibly unique and special to bring to the world In fact, we're we are think of it as stewards of our own resources and our own destiny and to me particularly at this time the word sovereignty um really resonates with me because it's all about autonomy and freedom to choose And removing all those ought to, should do's and having the guilt because we're not uh, or don't think like other people. Because we know ourselves, we know it's right for us. And I say there is no right or wrong. It's just what feels right for us, what resonates with us. And so if there is a difference of opinion, it's not about being confrontational or trying to... Um, get someone on your side it's really about having an understanding being empathetic and compassionate about another person's point of view because no two people have walked the same path and it's important to understand another person's point of view to step back and um, see things As they see things and the experiences they've had which have brought them to the point where they are today. And so we have no right to tell somebody else what is the right or wrong thing to do. When we have an opinion, all we're saying is that's not what I would do because it doesn't feel right for me. And that's fair enough, but it doesn't mean to say that it's wrong for the other person. That's a huge thing that I really want to put across to other people um so knowing yourself that's the important thing connecting to the source of really what inspires you um then we move on to the pause element which is about the heart and something um if something doesn't feel good then um the soul is communicating to us so it's really about getting in touch with how you feel inside uh where it is in your body and what emotional state you are in um, it will help inform you as to whether something feels right or wrong for you. Um, and that pausing, we're not very good at pausing in life. Engage is the next one, so far as the mental side of things, and directing our conscious mind to attend to matters that actually fulfill us. Um, and here we have to be mindful of our thoughts, because they actually steer us. They're like a built-in um, GPS that we unconsciously follow, um it's like when we when we put it uh, um connect the gps in our car and we're just following blindly and um, trusting that it will take us we're not thinking about it but the important thing is for actually to step back and be aware of the thoughts that are going on in your head as to why you're doing certain things and what comes up um, what other voices come in and how do you talk to yourself and that way, you'll get a much clearer understanding of what it is that is guiding you. Whether it's something that you're doing on automatic pilot, or it's something that you're making a conscious choice to do because you know it feels right for you. So keep that front of mind. And last is really um, is about responding. It's, it's about the physical actions that we take, knowing that they now that our soul, heart, and mind. Uh, are all resonating with our body and the whole process is about learning to coordinate the whole team and getting it to work together so there's a lot more depth to all of it but really what i'm saying to you is think of the phrases connect pause engage respond and really focus on be mindful of what's going on in your mind and be consciously think about how your um reacting and what the things that you're doing and how you're feeling and more importantly do you know your values and what is really guiding you what's important to you you have to know your values inside out and for me there's seven of them and they all line up with um, the chakra system which I call the energy system which is linked to various glands in your body that actually guide you but overall. Um, My guiding principles, per se, are, is something of value to me? That's a question I always ask myself. Does it give me a creative opportunity? Does it spark my curiosity? Is there a, a, a form of connection here? How resourceful am I being? Does it give me an opportunity to be playful? And does it give me a chance to create hope? Hope is a very important word for me because my great-great-great-grandfather was honoured with a um, family, with a crest, and the uh, slogan at the bottom is hope lightens difficulty. And I always hold that in my heart because I think it's really important to hold that hope, hence the fact that I'm an enthusiologist. Now, I'm not um, on top of the world 24-7 because otherwise I'd burn myself out, but I always have that I know I can feel that spark inside me because I really do know myself now. and I've just turned 60 about six months ago and it's taken a long, long time to get to where I am and the journey I've been through. So really what I'm saying to you is at this time of year, be mindful of what you want to create but more importantly ask yourself why why is it important to you because that's the thing that will keep you going and appreciate all the small steps you take because you just never know where you're going to end up um you might be doing something that is mindless but it's serving a purpose if you're in a job that you don't particularly like but just think of it in another way. It's serving a purpose and allowing you to, to pay the bills and things like that. And then you can create a bit more time outside of it to put your energy into something that really sparks you up. And this whole process is about boosting your own energy so that you can actually tune in to that Um vibration that you were originally born on and then you're actually living an authentic life because you are actually being true to yourself that's a really really important aspect of it now i always ask my um guests um a few quickfire questions at the at the end and the first of which is um do you have a favorite inspirational quote Now, I've already mentioned, too, about knowing yourself. It's the beginning of all wisdom and to be yourself in a world. Trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. And there's another one that is really important to me. Um, Look deep into nature and you'll understand everything better. Albert Einstein, that's it. And it has to be mentioned because it underpins a key aspect of this podcast to build our relationship with nature in order to better understand ourselves and reduce the waste of our natural resources. So that's really, really important to me. Then I say to people, has there been a book or a particular person that has influenced you over your life? I think the person I have to say is my dad. He taught me. He passed away nearly three years ago incredibly um, humble, the original gentleman. um, And he was such a good listener and so non-judgmental. He used to infuriate me because he'd take forever to make a decision about something because he was actually such a thorough researcher. Back in the days when we could only read things and not look at, up on the internet, he'd have the Reader's Digest to make sure that we got the best model that served everything that um, he was looking for in something. Um, and I used to find it excruciating because I'm actually a bit of a bull in a china shop. But he taught me patience big time and not being judgmental. He just listened to things Um, I cannot remember him actually putting someone else down he would always highlight somebody else's good points so and books um, I'm an avid reader more non-fiction than fiction actually but there was um, actually it was interesting I was reading this book The Signature of All Things by Elizabeth Gilbert on my way to Antarctica and the irony was that one of the characters in there was Joseph Hooker, who was on, who was a botanist on the ship with my ancestor. It just reminds me that we all have our very own signature. It's like a soul signature. Um, and this, ca- the character in it, the main character, Alma Whittaker, she's the um, botanist. And Elizabeth Gilbert went to great depths to ensure that she um, was a very plain Jane who was really engrossed in her work. She actually opens a book describing um, Alma as a baby um, with a face like a bowl of porridge and pale as the painted floor, which is just delicious, really, the way she goes on. But in the same realms, this young inspirational woman goes on to be revered in the same realms as other great botanists like Charles Darwin, and she had such an unquenchable ser- sense of wonder and zeal for knowledge just like myself but it's you can tell that she's not driven by the love of money or profit but actually by the love of life and all that makes it function and that really resonated with me. Another book I love is called um, The Tao of Poo and the t- Te of Piglet is actually about appreciating and learning from whatever happens in everyday life and living in harmony with the universe. And Te actually means virtues and moral excellence. And between them, Pooh and Piglet are two very different characters that actually teach some very profound lessons in these in a very grounding way. And it's every so often, I'll just um, flick through the pages and open on a certain thing. And it's actually quite inspirational. So I'd highly recommend that one. The other question I ask my guests is about music. Um, Is there a particular type of music? Now, like a lot of my guests, I appreciate a lot of different music. Um, But there are two types that I really don't like. One is rap crap and the other is opera. And I think the distinction there is, one appeal is very monotonal to me and the other is very screechy um i appreciate a lot of the time the lyrics in what i call rap crap are quite profound as are the storylines in opera but neither one actually resonates with me um music is a great mood enhancer so it really depends on my mood as to what i like um, i love to dance so i love something with a really good tempo and it's a great way to get yourself energized one piece of music that i actually really really love is steve harley's come up and see me and make me smile because that's a very upbeat thing but i didn't know until the other day that it had such a profound message because he wrote it when he was in a rage he'd had an argument with the band the cockney rebels and they were trying to convince him just to throw songs together because they'd now been recognized and they get the money but he was working from the heart and believed in the intangible magic of writing from the heart and singing and songwriting with integrity would create uh give longevity to the newfound stardom that they had and he was absolutely right. So I actually, it's no wonder that resonated with me at the time. So finally, to round things off, I asked my guests, uh, if there was one thing that you could do in the world, what would it be? Um, and for me, it's about changing people's attitude to resources and having an appreciation for the diversity of all life because everything is uh, makes a, a very valid contribution true life um we've lost a lot of species of wildlife over the years and that has in turn affected the environment and if we continue in the same vein um we don't know where we're going to end up um and so i think we need to take stock and appreciate what we have the bees in my last interview um with dr isaac flitter you know it's like we incredible invaluable uh place in life and we have to appreciate this the same with wolves when they were taken out of the forests in Canada and things what difference it made Um, and then when they came back how the whole environment came back to life well that just about wraps it up for today I trust you found a nugget or two of valuable information and feel free to reach out if you need any more few interviews lined up um, and as yet I'm not sure which one I'm going to wear next week so until then dig deep open your mind to a world of possibilities live life with a generous heart and take steps to minimize waste and maximize your own potential